Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. It is week 13 somehow Ooh. in the National Football League. And not only that, Rich Hill, I can't remember the last time there was a Patriots-Bills game this late in the season that had this much implications for not only AFC East seeding, but AFC seeding and playoff seeding in general. Going to be a great one on Monday night at Buffalo. Actually, a pretty great slate of games all up and down the board in Week 13 as rivalry week seems to kick off in the NFL. So let's get to it, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited about this week. I mean, to, to your point, this game between the Patriots and the Bills is the, one of the highest stakes that we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, we mentioned this on our last podcast, that if the Patriots don't beat the Bills here, uh, like they need to sweep the Bills in order to win the division. If they split, there's a very, very low chance that they'll win the, the division because they'll need the Bills to follow or fall to some other team because the Patriots' unfortunate week one loss to the Dolphins. Uh, the, the Bills are undefeated in division play, and with that Patriots loss, the Bills will have the edge in the division with any tiebreaker. So huge stakes, but that's also the case for most other games this week with a lot uh, happening in, in the, the division and as well as the conference. Um, starting with, in my mind, one of the more fun games to watch, Chargers uh, at the Bengals. Chargers are 6-5, and five, Bengals are 7-4. and four. Bengals have the making of a team that is very much on the rise. They might be like one year away from being there. Uh, but same with the Chargers. A and they have two of the best young quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. So a lot of fun to watch uh, in that matchup. Uh, and I, I do want to just touch on a couple other AFC matchups with the 8-3 and three Ravens on the road against the 5-5-1 five, five and one Steelers in the early afternoon slate. And then the 6-5 and five Broncos on the road against the 7-4 and four Chiefs on the Sunday night matchup. All of those are games between two AFC playoff fringe teams or, you know, solidly in the playoff picture teams. Alec, if you are Bill Belichick and you're, you know, comfortable with the Patriots' chances of making the postseason, how do you want those three games to fall out? Yeah, and who knows how it's going to fall out? Because, you know, on paper, again, I feel like what you see on paper in the NFL in 2021 just makes no difference as to how it translates on the field. There's really no scenario where the Ravens lose to the Steelers based on how each team has played. However, the Ravens barely beat the Browns. They're totally inconsistent. The Steelers are just a bad team. 
But I always feel like Raven Steelers, honestly, one of those two teams could be O and whatever coming into this game, and it's not going to matter because that's just mm-hmm. probably the best rivalry in the NFL right now. Anything goes. I think home field advantage is going to be huge. The Steelers, I feel like, don't have a whole lot to play for. Maybe they have some outside shot of sneaking into the wild card, but given the log jam that's the AFC playoff picture right now, I could totally see them seeing this as their Super Bowl, knocking the Ravens off the one spot. Uh, I'd love to see the Steelers take this one. And, of course, I'd love to see the Broncos beat the Chiefs just because the Chiefs are just so inconsistent. They're Honestly, a drive to drive watching the Chiefs play, it looks like they can score at any moment and they're completely unstoppable or they're Mm -hmm. completely inept. And there's really no middle ground there. So the more that the Broncos can do to shake their confidence, they can go into Arrowhead on Sunday night and take Kansas City down, helps the Patriots out too. Oh, totally. I agree. I'm, what I'm looking for is each of those teams with the better record to fall. Uh, would love the Ravens, currently the number one seed, to go to 8-4, and four, match that record with the Patriots, uh, and, and then the Patriots would likely get the edge uh, in most head-to-head sort of situations. I would love to see the Chiefs fall because I do think that they are... Uh, you know, we talk about the inconsistency of the Bills as well as the Ravens. The Chiefs are right up there with it. A um, lot of inconsistency atop the best teams in the AFC. If the Chiefs, uh, you know, fall another game, it'll really help the Patriots with regards to the playoff standings. And then I would love to see the Chargers tip over the, the Bengals just to kind of even the score down at the bottom of the wild card picture. Um, although you could very easily make a case to say that you would like to see the Chargers lose to really push down that seventh spot to help the Patriots secure one of those final wild card spots at a minimum. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that there's just so much good football after you played over the final third of the season, and there's no game more important this week uh, as it relates to the the playoff and uh, postseason future of the Patriots than their Monday night game against the Bills. Indeed. This is going to be a wild one. I love it's the last game of the week, and the Patriots going into their bye after this. But that stupid freaking Dolphins game, Rich Hill, could end <laughs> up being the difference between the potential number one seed in the AFC and a wild card spot. A goal line fumble week one could decide it at the end of the day, but a lot of time is going to happen between then and now. This Bills team, Rich, looking at them, they are – on paper, one of the best, if not the best teams in the AFC. They've won some amazing games. They've looked fantastic. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He's very versatile. He's got a good arm. He's a good scrambling quarterback. He's smart. At the same time, they've lost some really bad games, and they've looked really sloppy, and they seem to rely a lot on the big play to get them in games, keep them in games, and get ahead in games. So when you have a team that's this inconsistent and this dependent on big plays, let's start with the Patriots' defense against the Bills' offense. How are you dialing this game up from a defensive standpoint if you're Coach Belichick? Yeah, I mean, you just have to really rely on your fundamentals, to be quite honest. With the, the Bills, when they win the turnover margin, they are in a very good position to win. But when they've lost their games, they had negative four, uh, four turnover margin against the Colts two weeks ago, negative two against the Jaguars uh, when they lost. They, they split against the Titans, but that was down to the wire. Uh, and back in week one, when they lost to the Steelers, they lost that turnover margin. And so you have to, first off, start with protecting the football um, but and also, you know, capitalize on whichever mistakes come their way because Josh Allen is going to throw up some opportunities for them to come down with it. Uh, Devin Singletary, their running back, plays a little bit loose with the football, averages a fumble every other game. Uh, so does Josh Allen. So th- there will be opportunities for Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy to potentially force a fumble where the Patriots have to really try and do their best to win that turnover margin. 
and where some of that does come down to luck, they need to make their own. Uh, so I, I would say it comes down to the fundamentals, not letting up those big plays. And one of the things that we've seen from Josh Allen and one of the ways that the Bills adapted last week uh, against the Saints on uh, Thanksgiving is that Josh Allen, just like we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, just like we've seen with Lamar Jackson, they've struggled to a certain extent against the cover two shell, which means that the opposing teams drop two safeties, take away the big play, and force them to string together long drives underneath. Uh, but when they do try and chuck it deep, because that's part of their offensive playbook, then they either turn the ball over or they're incomplete and they put them in down and distant situations. And where this Bills offensive line is really dealing with injuries means that they can't really rely on their rushing attack to put them in favorable second and third down situations. So the difference that happened last week against the Saints is that Josh Allen, offensive coordinator Brian Dable, were very, very intentional about taking what was given. They were very comfortable dumping it off. They were very comfortable going to the flats and in the slot and just doing it, taking their six, seven yards and just living to fight another down. And that has historically been the way to beat the Patriots defense because Bill Belichick will always say, all right, we are going to make you run a 10 to 15 play drive. And if you score at the end of it, so be it. But we will try to force you into multiple third down situations. And so what the Patriots have to do is figure out how can we both ensure that Stephon Diggs doesn't go over the top against J.C. Jackson, who is likely going to be matched up with him in coverage, but also make sure that those players underneath, like Dawson Knox, if Kyle Duggar is unavailable to play due to uh, being on the COVID list, as well as Cole Beasley, make sure that those players that navigate in the middle of the field don't get easy plays and don't manage to move the ball down the field. So, Rich, is this one of those games where you can't really employ the classic Belichick strategy of take away your best weapon and make them beat you with your third and fourth option because the third and fourth option are, are really decent options, <laughs> particularly if the running game isn't as, as potent as it's been in weeks past, given how much the Patriots gave up on the ground against Tennessee. Uh, what are you going to do in terms of taking away? Is it Diggs the guy you want to blank out and hope Doxon Knox doesn't go nuts? or, or how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you approach all these off, offensive weapons? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. So they have a really strong trio of wide receiver and Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley coming out of the slot. The Patriots will hopefully match up pretty well. I know that they've been relying on zone, so, like, we'll see. I, I think I, I'm always hesitant uh, when the Patriots rely primarily on zone, but it's been working for them. Uh, but when they have so many talented players like and savvy veterans and great route runners like Diggs and Sanders, that they're going to find spots open in the zone. So I, I imagine the Patriots are going to have to try and uh, – do what they did, hopefully, against Jared Goff in the, the Super Bowl, where they changed their defensive look at the very, very end, make sure that the, the Bills can't capitalize on that communication with their coaching. Um, that's where I, I think that they would have to rely, is trying to disguise a lot. Because, as you said, uh, there's just too many players here to defend. Dawson Knox, great tight end, great trio of wide receivers. You can even throw in Gabriel Davis as a big deep threat. I know he only has 17 catches, uh, but he's averaging 18 yards per catch. Uh, he's always a threat to take a home run out there. Uh, then at running back, you know, you have your Devin Singletary out there. Matt Breda's been playing pretty well as of late. Um, so there's definitely options out there for the Bills. So the Patriots can't necessarily hone in on one individual player. Um, but if, if I if I had to choose one specific thing for the Patriots to do, I would say stop the run. Um, 
Make sure that Josh Allen doesn't escape. Make sure that they are in second and long, third and long situations, because that is the only way that you can ensure that the Bills uh, don't dictate the kind of the play script of the game. Whereas if you let them get into second and short, then that's when you're at the biggest threat of having a home run thrown your way. And so I would say primarily focus on making sure that they don't get gashed in the way that they got gashed by the Titans uh, would likely set them up for more success uh, than if they focused on stopping one receiver in particular. Yeah, I think the zone is really going to be the way they go. Maybe a, a man-zone scheme mix where they match up and mix up who's covering who man versus zone. Uh, you've got to put in a lot of different fronts because Allen can beat you so many ways through the air. He can also – he's one of the better scrambling quarterbacks in the league too, and he can really take off on the ground, which is why Adrian Phillips is my defensive X factor. Mm. Uh, I lean towards Devin McCourty because given the big playoffs, it's going to be a big Devin McCourty game to patrol that back third of the field. But I think Adrian Phillips is going to have some combination of, of Dawson Knox duty, especially if Kyle Duggar can't go – and acting as a kind of that robber slash spy linebacker in the middle to make sure Allen stays in the pocket and can extend plays with his legs. He's a good thumper in the middle. He's a good kind of statement guy. He's a good cerebral linebacker safety hybrid. I think if Josh Allen gets going and is always a threat to run, it's going to be a long day for the page. Just hopefully Adrian Phillips can step it up and keep him in the pocket. Oh, I like that. I, I was going to say at that same level, and I know Juwan Bentley is dealing with a little bit of an injury of his own, uh, dealing with a rib injury. So we'll see how he goes. But Hightower is also limited with an ankle injury. How those two players perform against the run, uh, they did not show up well against the Titans, uh, as did not the defensive line. But these two linebackers, as we always say on this podcast, how the Patriots linebackers go, so go the defense. And I would say that uh, I'm going to prime, like put my focus on Juwan Bentley, but Dante Hightower is is also my X factor. How the Patriots linebackers perform uh, will dictate their success against the Bills. As always, the Patriots linebackers have been lights out as of late. They're so good, and hopefully that keeps up. I think Kyle Van Noy, if they can do some kind of 3 4, maybe 4 3 mush rush, maybe confuse Josh Allen a little bit. And all the defense needs to do, honestly, is keep doing what they've been doing. I mean, they just don't give up points in the NFL over the past couple weeks. And if they can keep it close, I have faith that the Patriots' offense can move the ball against this Bills' defense because, again, they're not a home-run threat team, but they have a lot of players on offense that can make plays. Mac Jones is good at spreading the ball around. He's got a good command of the offense at this point. They've got two good running backs and an amazingly serviceable third down back in Brandon Bolden that we all poo-pooed <laughs> to start the year. He's a legitimate offensive weapon in this system. Overall thoughts, kind of initial impressions, Patriots offense against Bills defense. Is this going to be primarily a run the ball and a lot of high percentage passes game? Or is it going to be like a Titans game early on when the running game wasn't working and you put it on Mac Jones and he kind of dinks and ducks down the field? Yeah, that's a hard one. I, I will say, so the Patriots rank number one in drives that lead to a score. Um, and they also rank number one on defense in preventing drives ending in scores. The Bills rank number two in both of those categories. So this is kind of a, a movable versus whatever that whole saying is. I mean, so this Bills defense is very, very good. Where they've been at their weakest is when they, A, are unable to force turnovers. And uh, they had their star cornerback, all-pro, Tredavious White, suffer a torn ACL. So he is out for the rest of the year. That is going to be a big loss for this Bills roster. Um, and so big loss for their ability to force turnovers if they don't have their best player. Honestly, he's their best defender. Um, and so if he's out, 
that really changes the complexion of this Bills defense, which has been outstanding. They're the number one pass defense. They're number two uh, as it relates to stopping yards uh, on the ground. So they, they are one of the best defenses that the Patriots are going to face. And so what should the Patriots do? I would think that, you know, knowing how high-flying this Bills offense is, there could be a chance that Bill Belichick will approach this game as, like, let's reduce the number of drives that we have here. We are the more consistent team. Let us try to put more points on on every single drive. We don't necessarily have to, like, hit a home run every single time, but, you know, slow and steady, maybe we can chip away. If we can prevent the Bills from getting a huge touchdown, then the Patriots might be able to pull away. Um, but that said, I, I think that uh, the Patriots are going to have to mix it up. I, I would say that their strength and how it matches up against this Bills team would be on the ground. Patriots' offensive line should be much stronger than this Bills' defensive line. Starlo Tulele uh, has returned uh, and will likely be available, which is part of the reason why they were gashed by the Colts two weeks ago on the ground with Jonathan Taylor. But I think that the Patriots would still like to dominate on the ground, kind of impose their will, and then lead towards the play action where Mac Jones has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and likely, uh, in my mind, I'm going to point to my X factors here. I'm going to cheat again and use two players and stay on the intermediary level, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. I think Smith had a breakout game last week uh, as it relates to his uh, rebuilding of trust within the offense, and I think that he had a good thing to build off of. And Hunter Henry has, you know, he had that missed touch down that was Mac Jones's fault he's overdue for a big game and I, I think that both of them will be major recipients uh, to capitalize on uh, kind of how I imagine the Bills will compensate for losing Tredavious White by giving some more support to their cornerbacks on the outside um, knowing that the Bills have two very good linebackers uh, Milano uh, as well as uh, Edmonds they're two very very good linebackers in coverage um, but I still think that there will be opportunities for the Patriots to make some big plays up the middle. Here's hoping, Rich. I totally agree. This really needs to be a long Patriots drive kind of game. I don't want to keep the Bills offense on the field for a long time. If the Patriots can really grind it out on the ground, get a lot of short passes, a couple intermediate ones with Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers, and kind of force the Bills to go for that big play as the offense maybe starts to sputter a little bit, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, I do think the Bills are a better team than the Patriots. Pats are definitely more consistent than the Bills are, but when you're playing kind of a better team that's just uh, up and down the board, just a little stronger, a little farther along in their development, uh, the best way to beat teams like that is just really long, demoralizing drives where you get Ramondre Stevenson, who's going to be my X Factor, just pounding mm. people's faces in. He's really good at that. I've had a couple great runs against Tennessee where he's bowled guys over. Uh, I'd love to see him get going. He's got a little bit of that LeGarrette Blunt in him where like he'll get stopped in the backfield a couple times, and then he'll just kind of get the wheels churning a little bit and just kind of keep grinding out. He, those, one of those running backs, the more reps he gets, the better he gets as the game goes on. I want to see a lot of tight end sets, as you mentioned. I want to see a lot of runs, a lot of play action to set up, especially later on in the game. Maybe a deep shot to Aguilar down the sideline. Yes. later on to keep the defense honest, but this is going to be a, a running game that hopefully sets up one really big play later on that might allow the pass to keep it close. Totally. I mean, I, I think that's great. I love that. I think Ramondre Stevenson could have a big day. You look at the, like, if we had to choose a weakness, even with Stars' return uh, and, like, Ed Oliver being probably their best player in their defensive front, they are weak on the edges. I think Rousseau has a great future, but he is still very young out there, and Addison and Jerry Hughes are definitely on the older end. They're not the same players that that they were. And so if the Patriots are going to uh, capitalize, I would say that they'd like 
likely stress the edges of this Bills defense uh, and you know perhaps have a, some bigger packages with Michael and Wainu coming on, uh, which could be a lot of fun to see. Uh, but Jakob Johnson is definitely going to have to have a strong day against these Bills linebackers to ensure that the, the defense doesn't blow up plays behind the line of scrimmage. But that said, other than Matt Milano, uh, this Bills defense has not been consistent at making big plays around the line of scrimmage. So opportunity there, um, and, and I'm very excited to see how they match up because this honestly is the biggest game for Mac Jones in his NFL career. Uh, you know, Monday night, primetime, he's born for this sort of situation. It's going to be very gross conditions in Buffalo. And for that reason, I, I could see the Patriots relying a lot on their rushing attack. Well, we will soon see, Rich. It is Friday. We're just a couple days away. It is week 13. The Patriots have a week 14 bye, which still makes no sense to me. But <laughs> here we find ourselves. This is the last game before the bye week. It kind of stinks, Rich. The Patriots have a Monday night game, the bye, then a Saturday night game. Cuts two days off of their bye week. But I guess if you're going to go from that to a Saturday game, it's good to have the extra time off. However, looking ahead is not the way to do it right now. you got to get the most important game of the year so far in the books and on the schedule, off the schedule, whatever you want to say to it. If you got anything else you want to add, I'm all ears, buddy. Otherwise, predictions. Let's do predictions, man. All right. So we used to have a policy here in the podcast where if one of us gets the exact score on either side right, if it's the right result in terms of win and loss, we get the nod. I think the 2013 Patriots victory – However, Rich, you picked a 34 to seven blowout of the Titans, mm. and if not for that, if not for that 68 yard bogus run before halftime, you'd have been perfect almost on the blowout. So yours was way closer than mine. I would gladly <laughs> make an exception to the rule this time and give you the nod. Pat's Bills Monday night. What do you got? All right. Well, thank you for being so gracious on that one. I, I will do my best with this right. round again. Um, you know, it's for the team here. I, I would say this is a hard one. Uh, the Bills are an outstanding team. They are wildly inconsistent, but I think the inconsistency lies more heavily on their offense than on their defense. I think their defense has been pretty solid. Other than their run defense against the Colts, I would say that they've only had like two real stinkers this year, whereas on offense, I think they've fluctuated between great and terrible uh, a lot. And part of that's due to the offensive line. I would say that the, the Patriots have been fairly consistent with having a very strong defense and a very middling offense, uh, despite having some strong production out of it. And so for that reason, I'm thinking it's going to be just like a middling overall affair. We're going to be at the edge of our seats till that final whistle. It's going to be a slog fest. Um, I do have faith in this Patriots team, though. I'm, like, hesitant because I think I've, I was right earlier in the year when talking about, like, losses to, like, the Bucks and stuff like that. Um, but And also, like, to their loss against the Dolphins. I have confidence in this Patriots team. I think they're going to come out prepared. I think that this Bills roster is going to have some trouble recovering from losing Tredavious White, and I, I think that their offense has been inconsistent enough that this Patriots, you know, top-ranked defense can capitalize on it. I think the Patriots are going to win this one in a very close fashion, uh, 27 to 23. 27 to 23. Wow. I love it. I love it, Rich Hill. Uh, I wish I was confident as you are. I think the Patriots and Bills are going to split on the season. Logic just dictates the home team wins when you split on the season. Although Mac Jones is pretty damn good on the road, as evidenced by his current record. I just don't know. Monday night, wet conditions, like you said, 
Buffalo definitely knows how important this game is. They need this game to not only keep pace with the Patriots, but kind of further establish themselves as one of the better teams in the AFC, kind of wipe some of the stink off the early bad losses they took a couple weeks ago. I think the Bills are going to want it a little more, and it might be a kind of situation where a couple of plays end up deciding the whole thing. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I do see Buffalo taking this one. Something like 28-17 on like a late kind of long drive to put the game away from Buffalo. Patriots are going to go down to 8-5, and five, which is still very respectable. But unfortunately, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, splitting the season with the Bills, courtesy of that damn Damian Harris fumble, might be just enough to Oof. knock them out of that AFC's crown. But you know what? Uh, Them's the breaks. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm right and you're wrong, but we'll have a very me, easy me way too. to settle how uh, who, who gets to choose uh, the next time. Although, if the Patriots can come out of this game, they head into their bye week in week 14 before their final four games. Um, Alec, again, I hope you're absolutely wrong and I get to celebrate next week. But until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. Right. Later, man.